year because I, w- I don't want people to think that it's not scary, right? Like, it's, it's, it, was, it was petrifying for me to niche. You mean I'm about to tell somebody I'm the fire or client that's paying me what? It's, it's so mind-numbingly scary every year that I do it, but every year my revenue has grown over 100% from doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's every year. I'm so scared in the year because I always try to niche a little bit deeper. I get so scared, and then the next year I'm like, wow. Look, look what happened when I did that. So um, I don't, yeah. don't want to move on without telling people, yes, you're going to be scared. Yes, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of fear in you when you decide to niche or fire some clients or, you know, transition your business to doing something different than what you're doing at first. But again, if you didn't want to, you know, take a risk, then you shouldn't be in business. So I think that's kind of yeah. goes hand in hand. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Paul, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today, it's more of a conversation than it is an interview. Uh, Got a good friend of mine who we met, we just realized about a a year ago. Um, Honestly, it's felt like much longer than that just because of so much value that's been packed in the relationship in such a short time. You know, it feels like we've known each other for much longer. Um, But today, we're going to talk about a lot of things, right? Number one, we have conversations twice a month formally, right, that are on the calendar. And then we also have text, voice notes. And y'all know me, I'm a voice note guy. I make everybody become a voice note person um, weekly, right? So we're very tapped in, very connected. And we thought it'd be, it would be helpful to have a conversation on the benefits of just having, like, someone who is in your industry, you know, as a sounding board, right? Whether you call it a mastermind, whether you call it an accountability partner, whether you call it a BFF or two grown men, so we're probably not going to call it that. But whatever you call it, there's value there. And so even though he's one of the tax experts, tax gurus, one of the guys who really got me, believe it or not, really got me to lean in on the business advisory side of my business um, when we met. Because before it was just, it was just I didn't know anybody who was doing it. So I was still kind of like teetering because I was like, hey, I want to still offer this personal planning I, I really like this business advisory thing, but like it's an uncharted territory. So I was still kind of like doing a little bit of both. And I met him um, at a conference, which we'll get more into in a second. And ever since then, we both have just really exploded our businesses. So with no further ado, Carter Cofield, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. This is long overdue. We've known, known each other for a year and, you know, first time on the podcast. I'm super excited. But like you said, man, it's felt like it's been more than a year. But, you know, I guess, uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Like the saying goes. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, man. So we'll get into all the fun stuff in a second. But, you know, I also want my audience to get a chance to know, know who you are, what you're all about. So tell us a little bit about uh, the journey uh, of Carter Cofield. Like, like you're, you know, now you're a business advisor for creative entrepreneurs, business and tax advisor for creative entrepreneurs. Uh, you're doing a lot of amazing things. Just dropped the podcast, all that good stuff. Melanin Money Ambassador. Uh, like, just who are you? Like, what are you all about? Like, give us, give us a little bit of the, the, the backstory. 
Yeah, man, I won't bore you too long, but, uh, you know, so I grew up on the south side of Chicago, um, in low-income neighborhood, right? It was nine of us in one home, so money wasn't prevalent. It wasn't abundant, you know, where I grew up at. Um, not to mention that uh, my parents died, both, both of my parents passed when I was in high school. So, you know, that was kind of tough to get over, but like I tell people, um, for me, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it made me become an adult faster than my friends because I had to grow up fast, right, at 16. So, um you know, went on, put myself through high school, then uh, got into the University of Illinois, which I'm wearing the business shirt right now. I'm proud, proud, uh, proud alum. Uh, and then um, I went to I went to college um, in 2009, so right around the crash. And I remember googling like what job has the lowest unemployment rate, and CPA had, it was the number one answer. So I was like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm good with numbers. That's what I'm gonna do. So I got my undergraduate degree and master's degree at University of Illinois. And then I went on to be a CPA, worked at one of the big four um, accounting firms in the world. I was like, yeah, I'm a South Side, I'm a kid from the South Side of Chicago. I'm working at Corporate America, one of the biggest firms. I made it. And then like two years later, I'm like, this sucks, right? <laughs> like I worked my ass off and I get this job and I wasn't happy. It was boring as shit. And I'm just like, all right, you know, I'm making more money than I ever thought. I'm making more money than my parents were. Why am I not happy? And it really came down to the part of not having fulfillment. So um, I, worked at, I worked at that county firm for a few years and worked at a hedge fund after that. Worked, loved it for the first year, but after that, I was asking those same questions like, you know, why am I not happy? Um, and then I met one of, my, one of my friends from college, started his own business, and I started hanging out with him. And just like watching him do what he wanted to do every day. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was working his butt off, but at his own pace and you know, what he wanted right. to do. And that was like my first look at entrepreneurship like holy crap like you know this is a thing you know i believe that you can't be what you can't see and he was my first like view at entrepreneurship actually working so um he gave me this book uh rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki and i'll never forget i listened to the book it's a six hour audiobook dude i listened to the book at work back to back days and then at that point i put my two weeks in and i was like i have to get out of here and um i started my business and then you know fast forward three years here we are Wow. Fast forward three years and here we are. Phenomenal story. Thanks for giving us the 30,000 foot overview, man. And so now you have a thriving business, a uh, business that we get to, you know, talk about, you know, both of our businesses, you know, a couple of times a month. Um, so what made you decide to start working with creative entrepreneurs? And like, what does that even mean? Like, what do you do for them? Right. Because obviously, you know, people, ask me all the time, like, what do you do? I mean, they end up, you know, booking a meeting to learn and don't want to work with me. Right. But like you are very niche and specialized in who you serve. Um, so just, just kind of unpack for us, like, what does a day in a life look like as a client is working with, you know, Carter Cofield, if they're a client of yours, like, what are you doing for them? Got you. So, um, let's, I want to start at the, the niche part and kind of go down to answer your question. So, um, one of my mentors told me, if your services are for everybody, then they're for nobody, right? So you have to find a niche of people that you want to serve. So for me, it started out as I want to help, you know, young entrepreneurs. I want to work with people that were like around my age that have the same mindset. And so I was working with entrepreneurs in just every industry as long as they were like, you know, young and thriving. And then um, this girl named Fati, and she lets me use her name because I use her name all the time. Um, this girl named Fati, she was a creative writer and she booked a, a call with me. And I believe that you can either find your niche or your niche can find you. 
Mm. Right. She booked the call. She never, you know, she, uh, we sat down, had a, con- a conversation and she was an amazing writer. She had never made more than like $30,000 a year, like writing screenplays and TV plays. And then one of the big studios offered her like a $300,000 check to buy one of her scripts. So she was petrified, right? <laughs> she was like, well, you should be happy. She was like, but this money scares me. So, um, you know, we ended up working together uh, for a year and then two years. And then, um, you know, she started introducing me to all of her friends in the writing space. Mm-hmm. And so now I ended up working with, you know, creative directors, producers, uh, movie writers, TV writers. And, and for me, I never met a group of people that was more appreciative of the service that we that offer. I never met a group of people that I wanted to help more, that I vibe with more, and you know, that I can relate to more. And so I then, you know, started cutting off, well, you know, generally offboarding my clients that didn't fit my niche in my niche anymore and really just honed in on this group of uh, creative entrepreneurs. And um, to answer your question, what, what, what do I do for them? So I do everything money related. So I help them with their personal finances. I help them with their business finances and help them save thousands of dollars on taxes so they can spend more time uh, creating and less time stressing. So um, I've been doing that for about three years and, you know, they have a financial team that will handle all their financial inquiries and they, they have somebody that's willing to educate them, right? Because from what I've seen, the more creative people are, the less... Um, analytical they are and financially savvy they are so having a sounding board to ask these quote-unquote stupid questions that they had that they think they have um, it's been it's been amazing for me but it's also been amazing for them what's up everybody welcome to another segment of fix your finances friday where each and every Friday, we help you address at least one thing that you need to do to fix your finances. So one thing that I think is very important to address right now is life insurance. People have passed away unexpectedly. um, and, And whether that happens to someone that you care about or not, I think it's a great time to reevaluate to make sure that number one, you have the right amount of life insurance in place. Number two, Uh, that you have the right updated beneficiary designation so that if something does happen, you actually can make sure that the life insurance goes to who it needs to go to. So now is a great time to reevaluate your life insurance. I mean, guys, you can get life insurance for pennies on the dollar. Like if you don't uh, buy permanent or whole life insurance, that's okay. You know, just make sure that your family is covered because the last thing you will want is for them to have to grieve your loss and on top of that, have to figure out how they're going to cover things financially, right? So review your life insurance. If you don't have it, get it ASAP so that your family is not left out in the cold if something were to happen to you prematurely. So on this segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, make sure that by next week, this time next week, that you addressed your life insurance. Make sure that it's good. If you already have it, if you don't have any, you need to initiate the process to apply. Dope, dope, dope. Um, So let's touch on that a little bit. So you said you gently (laughs) offloaded uh, the clients who no longer fit your niche, right? So like um, my question to you is, and it's it's really something I already know the answer to because we talk all the time, but I want my audience to hear this. You and I are always having conversations about leveling up, right? And like, okay, we were adding more value to ourselves, right? And naturally, our clients are now the recipients of that additional value. 
And so essentially, you know, in the, in the words of a great philosopher, the price went up. <laughs> um, and so my question to you is, and really more of a conversation that we can have back and forth is like, at what point as a business owner, right? Cause you, you're compassionate, you love who you serve, but like, you know, you have to be profitable and mindful about your goals and your growth as a business owner too. At what point for you, like, does this, do you know it's time to like start raising your prices? That's a great question. So I have a few ways I want to attack this. So I believe that you should never raise your prices before you believe that your prices need to be raised, right? Because it starts with you. Because if you raise your prices and you don't fully believe in that price increase, you're not going to be able to sell it. You're going to say $1,000? And they're like, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. um, first, you should always, you know, make sure you believe in it. And I think, I think to your point, the way that you increase your prices is by increasing your value, which is learning, developing more skills, and then you can come back to the table confidently to raise your prices. And uh, the second piece of that is I think when you raise your prices, you do your clients a favor. And I mean that because when, I feel like the more someone pays for your services, the more involved they become. Right. You believe, you know, you know, you heard the saying, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. So, um, you know, by raising your prices, you're making your clients more engaged in your service offering because they're like, I'm paying this dude X amount of dollars on a monthly annually basis. Like I need to be involved in what's going on. And two, you do yourself a favor because by, you know, charging your worth, you don't do that. When you're doing that the work for that client, you are taking your time. You're really into the work. You're really doing a great job because, you're getting your value, you know, like, I mean, you can attest to this, you know, when a client's underpaying you, you're doing the work, like, hurry up and finish this stuff because they, they don't even like, you know, you know, they don't even deserve this. Right. So I think by raising your prices, you're doing yourself and your clients a favor. Love that. Love that. And so if someone finds themselves in a situation uh, where they need to like gently offload like a, cl- a client because maybe they're in a service-based business, right? Um, many people probably never experienced that, right? And they, and they probably feel some level of guilt because it's like, you know, you took me on when I maybe didn't know my value was early on and I'm appreciative of that, but this no longer quote unquote serves me. So what advice would you have for someone who's in that situation? It's like, you know, he's right. I need to make some changes. I don't need to, you know, increase my prices or maybe just need to change my niche, right? Like how would you recommend that they gently offload those people? Yeah. So I think it's all about communication, right? I'm actually, you know, believe not going through that right now. Um, I have to offload some clients going into next year because again, I believe every year you should kind of, kind of refine and kind of more condense your niche because the riches are in the niches that the saying goes. Um, so I think it all comes down to communication, right? You want to, first of all, communicate it. Uh, I would say a few months ahead of time, right? You don't want to give somebody a couple days to like find somebody else. So you want to communicate a couple months ahead of time. Hey, this is where our firm is going this is where our goals are. And then, you know, you no longer fit this, you know, our scope of a client, but we're here to not only walk you through the process, we actually have a few recommendations that we want to have you sit an interview with. So I think one is communication and two is doing the little work to like find them a good fit. So I, I would just Google like, Hey, you know, uh, account, you know, accounting firm, a business advisory firm for X industry. And I would like look at a few people and then I would, just recommend those people or I, I ask around. So I believe if you communicate early and then help them find someone that can replace you, I think it, you know, it could be pretty seamless. Not for sure. And what I, and what I always give you credit for, and I love about your approach, it's not even just about the money, right? Cause like some people like they love the work we do so much. It's like, well, I'll pay, I'll pay. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. right? for you, it's about, I know who I serve best 
And I'm literally doing you a disservice if even if you're willing to pay me, if I still serve you. Right. And so I think that says a lot about your character and your intentionality behind like what you're trying to build. And I think that's why you attract the folks that you attract. Cause it's like, he's the guy in that space, right? And he's becoming the, the guy in that space. So like when you move out uh, to California, right? Whether regardless of where you are, like now, because of the way you built your business, if people are in the creative industry, and if they're talking about financial advisors or business advisors, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta talk to my guy. And the funny thing is people love doing that, right? Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> I've had clients in the past where like, they were, for lack of better terminology, bullshitting on what they needed to do, but they would still bring up the pull the financial advisor call. Oh, you're my financial advisor. He, you know, like, why are you bringing me up? Don't bring me up. You're saying, don't you need to be doing? Right. I think it's kind of like the whole celebrity thing, right? Or like underground musician. We always want to say, man, I've been on so and so since he was, you know, it's that I want to, you know, it's that story and the connection. Like, I knew him when, so to your point, like, I get recommendations left and right um, from good clients and not so good clients, but, um, and I think that's what, where it comes from. But to your point, and I want to hear your opinion on this, I think. Um, you get to a point as an entrepreneur, hopefully, where money is not the main goal anymore, right? You obviously, at the first starting year or two, however long it takes you, you're trying to get food on the table, you're trying to, you know, survive, right? But once you get to that place past survival, you get to a place of, um, you know, abundance. And for me, I'm no longer in business for money. I'm in business for lifestyle. I'm in business for happiness. You can't pay me enough to sit in front of my computer to not be happy. If I want to do that, I'll go back to work. So... Um, to your point, I'm really intentional because anytime I'm working in my business and I'm not happy, I need to sit down and ask myself what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I tweeted something yesterday and I was like, matter of fact, so I don't butcher it and pull it up. Now I'm, it's my tweet. I should be able to remember it. So, so <laughs> I was basically, I was just like, you mean to tell me you're the boss in big air quotes of your own business and you wake up every day doing shit that you don't want to do, some may add up, right? Like what got you to the point where you're willing to just go through the motions of something that you have a hundred percent control of, right? And what I, what I realized is that unraveling is harder than starting something new. And so people are so afraid to unravel like, oh my gosh, like this is what I put myself out there to do before, or this is what I'm known for. And you know, or it's going to take this amount of effort to change these processes, or I'm already using this system. But literally, what my company mantra is, when the facts change, so do I, right? If the fact of the matter is that I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm unhappy, something has to change. I don't care how much money I'm going to make. I don't care if it was my childhood dream to become that. Something has to change, right? And so I think you know, for, for us, you know, that's where a lot of the driving force comes from. It's just like, we work too hard. And, and even about the hard work, it's like, we have control over this. So why in the world, like, if you want to be unhappy, just go to corporate America or do something, you know, so, something else, right? Don't have a business where you have control over and be unhappy. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, you can make you can be unhappy and be way less stressed just like working a job. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, at least you can clock out at six, be done with it. You have the burden of like, no, like, I think I tweeted that. The other day. I'm always tweeting some shit. Like I tweeted that the other day too. I was like, um, what did I say? I was like, uh, oh yeah. Like business, like there, there's no such thing as a low income or low revenue business, right? Like it's too stressful. Like you, you create a business to get the income that you can't get from a job. 
right? You create a business to get that multi, multi six figure revenue or that seven or eight figure. If you don't create a business to make a hundred grand, you don't create a business to make 80,000, right? It's too stressful. It's yeah. too much effort. There's operations, there's sales, there's marketing. Because the 80 grand, you ain't even taking all the 80 grand home. Like, you know, right. you're taking a small portion of the 80 grand home. So like, small yeah. portion of the 80 grand, right? So we don't, you don't get in business to make small money, right? And even though it's not about the money, it's about the impact. And when you have big impact, you're just going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I, I, one of my favorite books I read over and over again is this book called The Go-Giver. And one of the top five mantras in the book is your income is directly impacted by the amount of lives you touch, right? So if the bigger impact, the more money you're going to make. Simple, right? Um, but I want to take a, I want to stop here because I, want, I don't want people to think that it's not scary, right? Like it's, it's, it, was, it was petrifying for me to niche. You mean I'm about to tell somebody I'm the fire or client that's paying me what? It's, it's so mind-numbingly scary every year that I do it, but every year my revenue has grown over 100% from doing it, right? Mm. So like, it's every year, I'm so scared in the year because I always try to niche a little bit deeper. I get so scared. And then the next year I'm like, wow, look, look what happened when I did that. So um, I don't, yeah. don't want to move on without telling people, yes, you're going to be scared. Yes, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of fear in you when you decide to niche or fire some clients or, you know, transition your business to doing something different than what you're doing at first. But again, if you didn't want to, you know, take a risk, then you shouldn't be in business. So I think that's kind of goes hand in hand. You know what I think it also does, right? Because we're not in the, in, it's no secret, we're not in the low ticket. We're not in the, hey, look, we want to get it, grab everybody. Not for this business at least, right? Mm -hmm. not, we're not in that business, right? Our business is, you know, this, I guess it's relative, but you know, it's not, it's not cheap, right? To work with us. You literally get an outsourced financial team, if you will. Um, and so because of that, you know, we have to provide a decent amount of value to the folks that we work with, right? So what came to mind when you said it for me is that it forces us to do two things. Number one, get in the driver's seat, not get lazy and might make sure that we're continuing to attract our ideal clients, right? Because if we're pushing revenue out the door, we've got to be proactive about bringing new revenue in, right? Versus getting lazy. Like, okay, I'm still getting this little money from so-and-so. That's one thing it does. <laughs> The second thing that it does is it forces you to be really intentional about the value that you actually provide, right? Because it's like, okay, look, I am now have a premium service and I'm serving this audience and I have to really be crystal clear about how I'm distinguished in this space because I'm only serving a unique set of people, right? And so it kind of really forces you to level up because when you have a premium service, you can't hide, right? It's not, it's not like a gym membership where it's like, oh, they'll see that. And it's like, eh, we talking, you know, some decent money, relatively speaking, right? So it's like, when you're going back to your earlier point about raising your prices, I think what it also does for us, and I think you might have touched on this, it really makes us really like refine and level up what we provide. Because we know it ain't but so many months I'm going to look at that subscription yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, what, has, what have you done for me lately? Like, yeah, yeah. So, money comes so, out of my account. So, yeah. So, it, def it, def it definitely is it's beneficial for both people, right? You're going to get a higher level of service, somebody who's more engaged, and then you're naturally going to be more tapped in because you are paying decent money to put for the person that you work with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Investing is something that fascinates many people. People want to learn how to do it, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to invest in, where to open it up an account, and how much they should even be investing. 
And that's why I created a free educational workshop to show you exactly what you need to know about the fundamentals of investing. So if you want to learn more about investing, click the link in the show notes. And we'd love to be a resource to you to show you how you can start having your money work for you, even when you're not working for it. So I want to kind of go to touch on it a little bit. So, you know, you and I basically have uh, you can call it like a like a mastermind, if you will, right? Like an accountability part. I think one of our folders is like brothers in business. So Samantha was organizing my my G drive, and she was like, "Where does this go? What's this?" I was like, "Just put that in my personal brand folder. Don't worry about it. Just put it there." Um, but yeah, so back about a year ago, um, we met at a conference, and you know we were I mean, there's a handful of black people there, right? So you know we were so we were uh, go, we were handful yeah we were going to lunch and I think it was like four choices they had some food trucks and they had some restaurants nearby I decided to go to a restaurant and I see this guy walking black guy national speak because it ain't so many of us like yo what's up bro and then we talking and like okay you know you? obviously he's a financial advisor because it's a financial advisor conference I'm like, and I don't know how how this is the first thing that we brought up but it was like so who who do you serve or who do you work with he's like yeah I'm a financial advisor for at the time, I don't know if you said creative, but you said like a business and yeah, it was entrepreneur. Yeah, it was business. It was like business on entrepreneur. Yeah, and I was like, "What? No, no you're not, because that's what I do, and I'm the only one that does it." And then we, then we just had a light bulb went off, right? And so ever since that moment, we connected, um, and we stay connected, and we're very intentional, and you know, put a meeting on the calendar biweekly uh, for us to connect to just really talk about where we are in business. Um, different processes and systems that we're using, you know, and then it's kind of a pendulum, right? Where like, I remember one time, like I was traveling or something and I came back and he had knocked out all this stuff. I was like, I can just take this and use it. And then vice versa. And he would travel somewhere and I had knocked out a bunch of stuff. And it's just this reciprocal ongoing relationship of value. So I just kind of want you to talk about it from your perspective of some of the benefits of just having like somebody that you can connect with like that, that's in your business or that knows what you're doing, knows what you're experiencing, knows what you're going through and what impact has it had on your business and just life in general? Yeah. So I think, you know, for starters that it's, it's two things. One entrepreneurship can be very lonely, especially as solopreneurs go with a small team, right? It can be very, very lonely. And, and two, a lot of the times there's no blueprint to what you need to do, right? <laughs> There's no blueprint, especially in our industry. I think that we had a unique way that we approach it. So I'll say, especially with what we do, there was no blueprint. So we had to just figure it out on the run. And for me, I was figuring it out on the run for so long, it was just immensely valuable to even have someone that asks, like, is this a stupid idea, right? Like, you know, I need some feedback, right? Because like, you know, it's so many, I don't have that many people to come to. So for me, um, I started out thinking it was just going to be um, a way to bounce some ideas off each other. But then kind of when I saw how polished you were in some areas of your business, it made me realize like now I have a standard to either meet or exceed, right? And for me, it, you know, it, it just became uh, an amazing place to not only ask questions, but kind of set standards and build processes and build systems and, you know, kind of break up the work, right? You know, it, it probably would have took me 
two years, two to three years to learn what we've learned together in a year because you spend time testing something and I spend time testing, testing something else and we bring our knowledge together. So we're like kind of exponentially doubling, you know, doubling or tripling our, our time because we have someone to kind of, you know, it's like having a study group in college, right? You know, you study these chapters, you, I study these, let's come together, let's summarize them right. and then we can, we can play the game the right way. Um, so for me, it's been, it's been a crazy amount of value. And I think the last point is that you have to come with the mindset of giving first. And I made sure that when we started, I wanted to, there is no holding, I'm not holding anything back because I want to tell you about it, right? We already established that there's more than enough clients that me and you can serve in our respective states, mm -hmm. let alone the entire nation that we work with clients in. So I think it comes with a place, come to the, coming to the group with a mind of abundance and a mind of giving. And I think that we both did that and that's why it's been so powerful. 100%. Yeah, we held nothing back. It wasn't like, I got this tool. I know it's going to make my business thrive. I'm not going to say anything. Like, we literally put it all on the table. Like, he, he, you know, showed me his onboarding process, introduced me to his automations person, you know, showed me how he was navigating stuff. And then the beauty of it is, the, it ends up being like a value stack, right? What I mean by that is like, so he showed me something that I was lagging behind on. And then I took it, I made it my own. And then by the time I showed it to him again, it's like, oh, I can learn something from you. And then vice versa, right? And so, like, I showed him a new, a new software recently, and I know he's going to have some KPIs and stuff that, like, is going to help me do it, even though I showed him. So, like, it just keeps, like, incrementally increasing what you would have been able to do on your own because everybody, everybody looks through life from a different lens. And so, inherently, he's going to see something that I don't see. And so, now, when I, when I don't hold back and I give that to him, he's inherently end up, is going to end up making it better for me. Right. Because I was like, I didn't even think about doing that. Thanks, bro. And that's just kind of what our relationship has been on top of that, um, you know, evolving into like a friendship and a brotherhood to where it's like now it's almost like, you know, having that healthy, like accountability and competition. Right. I'm going to send him a little quick little screenshot or something. Yeah, where, where you at? He's like, oh, no sleep. I'm getting this. I'm getting this money, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and all healthy, like no like envy, like all just like, yo, bro. Um, let's keep killing it. And that's been, that's been great. I don't, I don't, I don't want that to let me left unturned that like, there's something to be said. Like he said, you know, it's one thing if you're like on a team or working, working, working a nine to five, like, you know, back when they had like the sales boards or like, you know, who's doing what, like we're in silos a lot of the times as entrepreneurs. Right. So now this kind of gives us that environment where it's like, yo, what's your sales like? What you doing? You, you know, you getting this money or not? Um, and then helps you, you know, stay focused and level up while all the while having someone help you from behind the scenes, you know, to really refine your business. So it's been, it's been tremendous, uh, for both of us, you know, so I'm very grateful, uh, for the relationship. Yeah. And, and I think the last piece, this is on the mastermind por portion, like, uh, I think you had texted me this or tweeted something like that, but he was like, I love having a place where our accomplishments are not seen as bragging. Right. Mm -hmm. Accomplishments is looked at motivation. So we'll send a text of, you know, either a monthly PL or, you know, a sales invoice and be like, yo, like, you know, I've got a client to pay, you know, my client just paid me this, my prices went up. And I'm like, well, wait a second, why am I not trying? You know, it just, and it just like, it, it gave us a, a safe place to show accolades and accomplishments to not boast, but to improve and to level up and to never get complacent. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So we've got a chance to talk about a lot about actually um, just, you know, uh, the nature of, you know, our, our friendship and business and a little bit of you about your background and who you serve. One of the things we didn't get to touch on is, um, and I'll just say this before we jump into that. 
the unique part about any mastermind is that at the end of the day, even if y'all are in the same industry, there's still going to be unique things that are respective to you guys. Um, so you're never, ever really competing anyway, right? So one of the things that he specializes in that our firm offers, but like he really leads the charge in terms of like this being a pillar of his business is tax strategy, right? Like there are wizards that he's a wizard at it. Um, and so I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't end this episode to talk a little bit about like what you're doing in that regard and how that has tremendously helped your clients. And just, and even if you want to give us one little gem, like, Hey, look, it's, this one's on the house. Like, did you know that you could do this? That would be beneficial too. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing when it comes to taxes, um, taxes are everyone's number one expense, right? The average person pays 40% of their lifetime income in taxes, right? So over your lifetime, if you make a million dollars over your lifetime, which most people do, you're paying about $400,000 in taxes. So if you can lower your largest expense in your life, like how better would your life be? And for me, it really took me understanding how the tax code works. And the tax code is nothing but a game. Just like any game, you have to know the rules, right? And the tax code wants you to do certain things. And if you do those things, you get rewarded for those things. And one of those things is being an entrepreneur or a business owner, right? The, the, tax, code, uh, the tax code incentivizes us to be business owners and entrepreneurs because we're stimulating the economy by giving jobs, right? So once I knew that, I knew that I, as a business owner, I now control how much taxes I pay because, you know, we get to make money and then we get to, write things off or deduct things and then we need to keep what's left. So I never forget at my corporate job before I left, I was making about a hundred grand, but I only took home about 70. So 30 grand was going to taxes. But now in my business, I can make a hundred grand. I can spend uh, 70 grand or reinvest 70 grand in my business or 80 grand. And not only have taxes of two, 3000. So I can make the same amount of money in my business or at work, but pay, you know, 27, $28,000 difference in taxes. So, um, when you know that, you now want to really get really, really good at the game. So once I knew the tax code was a game, and if I learned the rules and I learned them well, I can not only save myself money, but I can save my clients literally thousands of dollars. So um, yeah, so I got really, really good at understanding tax code and tax strategy. And you know, one of the, one of the things that you know, like you said, give a tip. Like one of those strategies is you know, turning your personal vacation into a business vacation. So mm-hmm. I think we talked about this know, a couple of weeks ago, but like, let's say you're going to Vegas with your friends for the weekend or your wife, right? So you're going to Vegas for your wife on the weekend. If you can find business activity Friday and find business activity in Vegas on Monday, they let you write off the entire flight there and back and the lodging while you're there. Cause they call it wrapping a weekend. Cause technically you have to stay in Vegas till Monday to have that last meeting. So right. it's one of the, you know, just like strategies like that, you know, teach you how to play the game the right way. And again, the IRS knows this has happened. They put the rules into place. But again, if you do what they want you to do, they'll give you these tax breaks. So, you know, we, that's what we do for our clients. We spend, you know, probably 60% of our time year round doing tax planning. And when a client, you know, one of the best things is when a client thinks they have like a $75,000, $80,000 tax bill, then tax time, tax time comes. You say, yeah, it's about 20 grand. And then they have this sixty, seventy thousand dollars just bank account of money that they can now reinvest into their business and do whatever they want. So that's been a, just a huge, a huge thing for me. Dope, dope. Love it, man. Love it. Um, man, I feel like we got a chance to touch on a, a lot of good stuff. Like I knew I didn't want it to be just rigid to like your, you know, your expertise and just, just your story, which are valuable points. But 
Um, I feel like we got a chance to really, really dive into some, some really good topics. Is there anything else that's kind of on your mind that you think will be valuable for our audience that you want to share? Yeah, yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, you know, working with us one-on-one is, can be expensive, right? And every entrepreneur, creative or not, can't afford that. So actually, thanks to you, um, because obviously, you know, I'm mastermind, you kind of motivated me, me to do this. Mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't fair for someone that couldn't afford me to still not be able to get the tax saving expertise that I have. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, obviously, with your help, you talked me into making this, making a course to give people this knowledge for a minimal cost, because once I make it once, I don't have to make it again. So, um, a few months ago, I created this course called Deduct Everything, and it, it, it teaches you, it's called Deduct Everything, Your Blueprint to Tax-Free Living. And it teaches entrepreneurs, business owners, freelancers, how to take advantage of, you know, the tax strategies that I kind of just put into play. So, um, you know, finish that, and it's been an amazing resource. You know, I had somebody email me the other day saying they bought the course like $140 and then within three months it saved them $20,000 because they, they took it and implemented one of the strategies seriously. And so for me, it's just been a great value add that again, I can't serve everybody. I don't want to serve everybody. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes to me and asks for a tax plan or tax savings, I don't say no, I say no, but you can go grab this course for a nominal fee, study it and implement it yourself. So I think that's, that, that's a great resource for everybody to think about. Awesome. And he's been so gracious. Actually, I've been waiting to do this podcast so that we can formally announce it. So, you know, he's been so gracious to give me um, a specialized link for you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, this is the official, this marks the official promotion of the, give me the name one more time. Uh, uh, so it's called Deduct Everything, uh, Your Blueprint to Tax-Free Living. So Deduct, deduct Everything course. Everything, your Blueprint to Tax-Free Living. I will now have officially stamped it, officially co-signed it. And we will be now um, pushing this as well, because again, I don't need to be everything to everybody, right? Like our firm offers is a service, but there's somebody behind the scenes that's doing that work. It's not, it's not where I shine and where I like to live, but my buddy here who is a, is a wizard at it, um, created a phenomenal course. There's no need for me to reinvent the wheel and create it myself. I just want to get his course out there and make sure that my audience can benefit from it. So um, we are going to be uh, putting that in the show notes so you guys can have access to it and as a bonus, uh, we'll probably end up thinking of a bundle um, between that and the side hustle boot camp, which we have gotten rave reviews on, right? Because why is that important? Because some of you might be listening to this and like, I listen to this because I'm an, I want to be, I have a business one day. I don't yet have a business. I want to figure out what that looks like. And I want to create a side hustle so I can take advantage of all these tax codes that, you know, Carter talked about. Now you have a, a blueprint to combine the two uh, so we'll put both of those in the show notes and I'll get, I'll think of some kind of discount to where I can offset the cost. And at some point we'll probably formally bundle it together so you can buy both. But as it stands right now, just make sure there's a discount. Um, so you, for, so for those listeners who don't have a business, you now can start one and then leverage all the game he's going to give you on how to maximize the tax code. Yeah. And I think that's so important because like, like I said, I, I made the course for, business owners, entrepreneurs, and like freelancers, but like, what about the employees, right? So as an employee, you can still have a side business. Nobody's telling you to quit your job, right? So like, George, your side hustle bootcamp teaches people how to still have their job, but have a side hustle on, you know, on the side. So they're making, you know, just double the money. And Mm -hmm. then now, now that you have the side hustle, you can do 
all the tax saving strategies that I put in the course you can do as long as you have a side business. So you can do all this stuff, make more money, save on taxes and keep your job if you want to. So I think that, that those bundled up offers is going to be great, great for those that still want to work in corporate America, which I think is fine. Yep. So what we'll do is we'll add it to our, our mastermind to do list. Uh, to figure out how we're going to bundle that together. But again, in advance to that, we want to make sure this stuff gets in your hands. So it will be in the show notes. Uh, this episode, you know, we, our episodes go live every Friday. So this will be up next week. Um, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And before we leave, um, just two more final questions. Number one, um, where can we find you? Right? Folks listen to this episode and they're like, yo, that guy has some game. I know I was following George for financial stuff, but forget him. Let me let me tap in and see what Carter got going on. Where where yeah. can- <laughs> where can they, they find they, you? they start a smile like yeah i want to i want to fuck with carter man no but um but yeah nah they can find me uh a few places uh one on instagram uh cofield underscore advisor that's cofield underscore advisor on instagram or you can check out my podcast it's called cofield's concepts podcast that's on all the podcast players and it's the only reason i have a podcast is thanks to george because i saw him having a podcast I'm like bro you think I can start one? He's like, duh. He showed me how to do it. So thank you for that. Um, and then you can, my website, cofieldadvisors.com. And yeah, other than that, those are the three places you can find me the most. I'm always dropping, you know, daily knowledge on tax savings, money tips, and investing. So uh, yeah. Absolutely. And then the final question is, you know, uh, what does living life uncensored mean to you? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I think living life uncensored means means living life unapologetically. So like we talked about in our business, right? Living the life that you want to live without having to owe anybody anything. So if you don't want to work with this niche of clients or these niche of people, or you don't want to work in this country, right? I think that living an uncensored life, especially as an entrepreneur, is living life unapologet- unapologetically and doing whatever you want to do on a daily basis. Love it. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this, this episode is packed with the gems, packed with value. Uh, my editor is going to have her hands full trying to figure out which sound bite to grab. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.